Welcome to the Fitfiliate Podcast, where we discuss behaviour and behaviour-based conversations as it applies to CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches. My name is Lisa Hetherington, and I'm your co-host of the podcast, sitting alongside Chuck Bennington and Tony Ronke. Something that keeps popping up a lot at the moment is for people deciding whether they should buy an existing affiliate, open a brand new affiliate from scratch, or avoid it altogether. There's a lot of layers to these three different options, and there's been a lot of different uh, social media posts we've seen about it, so I thought it was a great time bring it to the Fitfiliate table and let's hear the thoughts of Chuck and Tony. As usual, there's a dose of entertainment in the chat. It's always a little bit lighthearted, but plenty of gold nuggets of information and inspiration for you guys. Of course, if there's anything you want to know more about or if you're interested in scheduling a call, the link will be in the show notes. Just enter the code PODCAST to make that a free call. One hour to solve one problem with Chuck and Tony. Maybe you can even talk about whether you should buy an affiliate or whether you should open one from scratch. All right, without further ado, let's get into the episode. <clears throat> and here we are again for another fun episode of the Fit Affiliate Podcast, joined by Chuck and Tony this week. Got the old gang back together. How are you guys? So good. Thank you. We should just condense that to just like Tony. At this point, is that like you've become the new benefer or something? Like, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like we might as well. I mean, it's been like a decade of it, so yeah, yeah, and we'll that's, be that's a, longer than benefer. Well, that's true. That and that that decade is a story I'm looking forward to digging into in Chuck's podcast. A little shameless plug for conversations oh, yeah, we need with Chuck. To get Tony set up, let's yeah. do that. Uh, well, we can talk about that separately. We can talk about that. Podcast, but I'll give yeah, you guys yeah. contact my agent. <laughs> It'll probably be our highest rating episode. So today, um, looking around the hot spots of the gram, I thought something really good to talk about is with, and you did a social media post on it uh, a few days ago regarding should you start an affiliate, buy an affiliate, or avoid altogether. And I know that there's a lot of buzz around the affiliate world. And CrossFit in general, you know, encouraging people to, you know, get on board with um, where everything's heading and, and open an affiliate and change lives. So thought it would be a great perspective because no doubt you guys have had people reaching out to you, asking whether they should start, buy, avoid or even sell. Um, so I thought it was good to bounce that one around today and, and share our thoughts. Well, how would you like to frame the answering? Well, I think we can frame the answer around, you know, I guess we talked earlier about, you know, life transitions and career changes. So, you know, people then looking to, do they jump into this as part of a a, a midlife, you know, the sick of the corporate world, they want to jump in and, and just go all in on a passion project, you know, how they make that change. They have one foot in, one foot out. Like, I guess there's no right or wrong answer, so we're not going to be giving people definitives like, yes, if you meet these criteria, you should. But <laughs> just some well, general... There is, actually, there is some criteria that I do think, I don't want to say pre-qualifies, but certainly <laughs> suggests more heavily than other mm. things. But I think maybe the precursor this conversation is how we arrived at beginning to have this conversation and that... Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you guys know that we are big proponents and the protectors of the affiliate model, and we only work with affiliates. And so that leads us into 
a handful of very uh, peculiar conversations. And one conversation that continues to come up is that owning an affiliate is, seems to be as intriguing as it's always been, right? People are still driven to do it. It still seems like a cool thing to do, despite the fact that it's been around for a long time. The interest is still, in fact, there to be like, I would love to do that. Um, but beyond that, there's not a whole lot else to go on, right? There's now, now what exists that didn't exist in the past, at least as much as there's a lot of affiliates for sale. Um, not a lot, but there's, there's some out there that are for sale and maybe the one that you're at is for sale. That becomes a big part of the conversation that leads to a lot of the consults in an abundant calendar. Another one is like, I just want to start an affiliate. Should I do that? Is it too late? Did I miss the market? Did I time it? Um, that's another one that ends up in our, uh, in their, uh, in our inbox a lot. And the other one is like, should I even do it? Right. Like period. Or like maybe they've already done it before and they don't know if they want to do it again or whatever it is. And so inevitably enough people landed on the calendar and in the inbox for us to be like, okay, protecting the affiliate model is obviously one helping affiliate owners, current ones solve some of their actual problems. It's also clearly helping some affiliate owners out of their affiliate. And that's been another big part of the conversation, which maybe will be in a, a podcast in, in the future is, Helping, helping affiliate owners exit and, and transition out. But that also means that we got to make sure that the new guard, the next generation of people that come in, not only are, I don't want to say good candidates, because I do think that like everybody can relatively pull this off, but you know, make sure that they have some degree of understanding of what they're doing before they do it. And that's how it ended up becoming an entire, I don't want to call it a service offering, but definitely something that seems to be being uh, more popular for us more now mm -hmm. than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. It's um, just when you were talking on that, I was thinking on um, when talking about, you know, helping current affiliate owners solve their current problems. It's almost if you're getting to somebody before they even embark on the journey, you can help them avoid some of those pitfalls that, you know, we've all been through when we opened an affiliate from scratch without knowing, you know, anything. <laughs> And um, it's, it's uh, you know, yeah. avoid some of those things and make that learning curve a little less steep and a little less brutal, maybe. Well, so they have easy. better longevity. Or fix an old one, right? I mean, mm. you've all on the coaching floor run into this thing where it's like, it's a hell of a lot easier to teach the skill the first time than have to fix all the old stuff that went wrong. Um, mm. And so part of it, I guess, maybe is selfishly motivated on our part because it's like, it'd be a lot easier for us plus them if we were just there from the beginning. So... Mm. There's definitely part of that. Yep. I think it, um, you know, a lot of people do get caught up in the romantic notion of owning an affiliate and changing people's lives and oh, I'll be able to work out whenever I want and I can just, you know, I'll have this come and go as I please and have kind of like the, the, the Hollywood version of what owning an affiliate is like. So... Is that enough, you know, motivation to go into it with and going, well, you know, my owner seems to be, you know, making lots of money and they're living the life. Like, is that enough motivation to go, hey, I think I'll just go and do this for myself? Well, it depends on how painful their current existential crisis is. And do they want to trade in for like a different piece of like just the struggle of being, you know, a human adult. And I think that Maybe that doesn't necessarily speak to anything super specifically, but I think it's an important realization that a lot of people have in 
going into opening an affiliate, buying an affiliate, selling an affiliate, like just moving industries or careers completely is like, dude, we're, we're fucking humans. We're not trees. We were literally more so than any other animal on the planet, like made to move. Like we are, we are nomads. We are wanderers. We are omnivores. We are survivors. And so that's, that's probably an important thing that I, I wish I would have thought about in advance of opening the affiliate because it would have stopped me from having a lot of identity crisis issues at the end is like for most people, it's, it's not a thing that necessarily, not a thing that necessarily needs nor necessitates permanence in your involvement to it. And so that's like where we've been able to find a really good place in the community to be allies and assets is that like the affiliate model must be protected at all costs affiliates that are open and operational that have people as as staff and coaches and clients that are dependent on those products and services to actually thrive as humans that needs to be protected at all costs but nowhere in any of that does it say that it's got to be one person's entire burden and responsibility for the rest of either the lifetime of the affiliate or the lifetime of themselves and so, you know, where, I think where it, I, I'm thinking about it this way is, well, sorry to jump in, but you, you talked about it no, like, no. you know, is it, is it like a midlife crisis thing? It's like, well, sure, fuck it. Why not? Fine. Hmm. Figure it hmm. out. And that's, that's really a thing that like Tony and I have professed to people since way, way, way before affiliate was ever like a twinkle in either of our fucking harebrained, <laughs> you know, eyes. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. But like, if you really wonder in your heart of hearts like what it would be like for you to own and operate an affiliate like you might as well go ahead and do it now because that's the only way to answer that and it's okay mm. if you do it for a few years in fact like mm. for a lot of people it's probably better that way mm. scratch the itch learn where your areas to grow as a leader a manager a coach an entrepreneur like use it as an incredible learning experience that instead of fucking taking six years to go and get, you know, an undergraduate and then a graduate degree and accumulating, you know, $100,000 in debt, like take that $100,000, throw it into saving and changing lives and growing yourself with your nuts on the chopping block in a way that like really matters. Mm. And so like I view it as maybe that's a, a worthwhile way for some people that are really trying to figure it out. Like, dude, it's a, it's a great investment opportunity in accumulating skills, mm. in growing your network and relationships, but also like learning. Because how many mm. people listen to this have gone through fucking four to six to eight to 10 years of school and accumulated, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And like, they still don't have any fucking clue who they are or what they want to do or like where they actually get to put their work and their talents to use. And mm. very early on, uh, I'd listened to a piece by Tim Ferriss, the author of the four hour, all the things for our work week, for our body, for our chef. But he he basically self-funded an MBA for, uh, and that's that's kind of a way that he's looked at his own education. Is like, what would the opportunity cost of me getting an MBA be? And what if I just took that money, that time, and that energy, and I poured it into like accumulating the skills, the resources, and getting exposure? Mm. Fuck, I I have a degree in business finance, and I promise you, I didn't learn shit about fuck in the accumulation of that degree compared <laughs> to actually owning and operating an affiliate. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to say is I feel that in the seven and a half years that I owned an affiliate, I feel like I learned more about life, people, business than I had in my previous 40 years on this planet. And 
you know, I've done a, a whole manner of jobs in previous careers and experiences, but that seven and a half years was probably the biggest learning curve and about all things, you know, uh, life and also myself and 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 my capacity to to do other things as well. Uh, I have a question. What hmm. the fuck does harebrained even mean? <laughs> I'm a brain. Have you ever stopped to think about it? Because like my brain, I don't know. I don't know of any brain that has hair on it. So anyway. Um, I just when Chuck said that I was like, that doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that the most obvious one doesn't make any sense. And so one of the things that usually comes up through the conversation of, you know, the existential quest, right, where it's like, should I open an affiliate? And like we pry in a lot of ways to make sure that they should, in fact, open an affiliate. And the, the very first nature of this is the one where I think a lot, regardless if you own an affiliate, you're trying to leave an affiliate or you're trying to open or acquire an affiliate, we start the exact same way and we start with what we call the four horsemen. But one of the reasons that we start there is that there must be a reason, there must be a fear that drives you that this thing must exist because the absence of its existence will fault and fail the world, right? Like it has to be that profound. And and I think that's lost on a lot of people because it kind of sounds a little bit like overreaching and a little bit like, you know, dramatic, I guess to say. But to be fair, if you find yourself in an affiliate and you're like, I want to own my own affiliate. The question really is, is why? And not like why? Because like, do you want like to be the affiliate owner? But like, why does your affiliate need to exist? What are you proposing to do different and do different so well that without it existing, you're going to fail the population, right? So and you'll never achieve that. And I don't, that's not really what it's about, but that's the quest that should drive you to drive this thing forward. And in absent of having that compulsion, that, that compelling drive, it's very hard to weather the storms that are going to come. Like, it seems like a great idea to sail across the ocean until you hit your first storm, right? And so if you don't have a very profound reason why you need to get to that other shore, you're probably going to want to turn around or else you're just going to like kind of sail in circles. And so it's very important that you know that and you crystallize that. And so that, that, that discontentment that usually drives a lot of people to be like, I need to own my own affiliate. Generally that's driven by like some what's like, I'd like to do different workouts. Right. Or like, mm -hmm. I would like to, to, to never do burpees. So I'm going to own an affiliate that's going to ban burpees. And I would challenge you on that existence. Not because I, I would like to invalidate your drive, but you're going to need something a little bit bigger than that. To, to go to war for the cause, right? And so that I think is the first big caveat that we we tend to try to uncover is like, why? And right? we challenge, we challenge, not because like we want to talk you out of it, but we want to talk you into it so we can help clarify and crystallize like, oh, I didn't even realize that's why, right? Like that's why mm. it's important to, me to be the owner, to build this thing is that like, I see a bigger opportunity, whatever that opportunity looks like. But generally speaking, where most of this stems from is usually a, a frustration with their current affiliate ownership, probably, right? Like people are like, I'm going to do it better. Mm. You're going to have a hard time and a bad time doing it. If like, that's your motivation, but Hey, spite's a hell of a motivator. So saddle mm. up. We got your back. We'll definitely help you avoid some mistakes along the way. But like, just because you have some spite doesn't mean we need to be absent of like a powerful and profound why. So like, maybe we should start to look there too. And we'll help you with that. But Generally, what ends up happening is that most people at this point are like, the affiliate owner is like, I want off. 
And they're like, I'll sign up. Right. And so then they're like, this seems like a great idea. And then, oh shit, I have no idea what I'm even doing. Right. Cause like Mm -hmm. buying a business seems fantastic until you're like, I don't know shit about fuck. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to buy. I don't know how to run these numbers. Like buying a house seems to be pretty simple. Cause you're like, just buy the nicest house in the street. Just don't buy the worst one, but try not to buy the most expensive one. And then can I afford it? Cool. I'm in. But as it applies to your business, there's a lot more. So we set out to create some resources to help potential affiliate acquirers solve that problem um, with mm-hmm. like the checklist, et cetera. Because owning an affiliate or starting an affiliate is pretty basic as it applies to what you need to do, right? You got to submit your essay, get your affiliate name, and then get some insurance and a couple of barbells and away you go. Yeah. But what happens through that journey and beyond, from there forward is perfectly by design. And that is, it's your job. It's it's mm. your world. It's your creation to make it. And I think that that is the beauty of an affiliate owner. There's also some things in there that you could probably, we could help you avoid that would will help you on that journey. And so that's kind of a a, mm. a, a personal motivation for us as the company is that you know, to not just make sure that more affiliates exist, but they get a little bit better of a start. Um, yeah, and- because I, th- I think like, and I know I did when I started. It was, you know, without the further advice, is that it was just something I always wanted to do. I didn't know why, but I, my thing at the start was I just want to help people, mm-hmm. and and I think it would be fair to say that the majority of people that jump into owning an affiliate whether they buy the one they're at is just that they just want to help people um and i know that you know the people i put through my coaching development program at the affiliate they wanted to help they wanted to and that was their their why they wanted to help people be better um and it's not until you learn about having these deeper missions and you know why you're fighting your fight that um a lot of things become clear, but unfortunately, as longer-term affiliate owners who maybe stumbled across Fitfiliate like two and a bit years ago, it's um, you come into it a bit late after you've been going for five and a half years to go, oh, there's a you know bigger cause here than even what you consciously realised. So I think it's yeah. a powerful thing to get that up front so that people can really make a a conscious decision or an educated decision about. Am I in or am I out? Am I going to progress with this thing or should I, you know, do a bit more groundwork first? Well, it's a very, it's a very profound opportunity to be a part of something so big, right? Like, Mm. I think, I hope, or at least I implore anybody listens to this to step back from like the what and the the distraction across it, like the workouts, the games and stuff like that. Not there's anything wrong with those things, but like, you know, truly understand and conceptualize the cause and the why across it, which is like, you know, we are going to eradicate obesity at a world level, period, full stop. Like CrossFit is uniquely qualified to do that, particularly the affiliates are uniquely qualified to do that. And for that reason, we for sure don't fucking need less of them, right? We definitely don't need like less access to better resources. We need more. And like, there's this belief there's already too many CrossFits, but like if we agree, and I think pretty universally now the agreement is that like, perfect size affiliate seems to be like 150 people we're talking mm-hmm. like 51 million affiliates would need to exist <laughs> to address the world's population right like uh we're nowhere near saturation or you know anything else so like it's not about 
you know, stifling people from opening an affiliates or, or, or creating a larger barrier to entry. It's simply about giving them the access and the resources and the support that they need to be able to move forward without telling them what to do. Like that's mm. the hard part in this is that the affiliate model is perfect because it won't tell you what to do, which means all of them are different. All of them are unique. And that is the truly amazing part of it. It must be protected. And that, that's where it becomes a hard part on HQ's part because they can't step in and be like, here's the affiliate, you know, way to do it. Cause at that point they'll standardize and essentially franchise the whole model mm. and that threatens the entire thing. And so the beauty of the whole thing is that your why your cause curates your creation of your affiliate. And that's a beautiful thing that must be protected. There's just some stuff along the way that like, you're probably going to need help with that. We happen to enjoy helping you with. Hmm. Yeah. It's those understanding that, um, the whole journey and, and the benefit of, I guess, working with someone like you guys with such extensive experiences, you get a chance to step back and get a bit of a, I guess, a crystal ball into what some of the journey could be um, rather than just blindly, you know, running into the fire and going, yay, with a bucket of water and going, here, I'm going to solve all the world's problems. <laughs> you know, maybe what getting I a little bit like, of guidance yeah. and understanding. Like that's that's exactly like the perfect analogy, like just running into the fire with a bucket of water. And part of where a lot of these issues stem from, besides like you guys are talking about, like people not really kind of doing some amount of due diligence in advance. But for a lot of folks, like it's it's their first business, period. Mm. It yep. is it is not necessarily a a simple first business to have being that it's brick and mortar and not digital being that it's a service and not a product being like, you know, there's, I mean, we could go through the list, like the fixed pieces of yeah. scheduling, like the liability. There's, there's a lot that would be objective to really sit with and think about, do I want to own an affiliate or do I want to own a business? Because if you just wanted to own a business, I might say like, hey, you know what, like this might not be the best thing to scratch that itch. Or maybe if you're if you're wanting to like get as much exposure to as much of the world of business as possible, like turns out you probably couldn't have anything better. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's probably like the first line in the sand is, you know, like, do you want to specifically own an affiliate as you guys are talking about because you want to be a solution to the world's most vexing problem? Or as you mentioned earlier, like, is it just a midlife existential crisis of like, you just want to be the boss. And this seems like a low barrier to entry, easy way to be the boss. Mm. Cause I've been around and enough affiliates that people just wanted to own a gym. They didn't necessarily yeah. care about the mission, nor did they care about really truly developing and growing as like entrepreneurs and business owners. They're like, I would just like to have basically the world's sweetest fucking garage gym. And then maybe I can also make a little bit of money. And, and, and that's all. Yeah, it is. And that's the irony of it as well in that, you know, we you just talked there about it's probably one of the most complex businesses that you could own for your first business, but there's such a low barrier to entry. People think um, it's the easiest business to get into. It's like I write my essay, I pay my money, I get my name, I throw some kettlebells, dumbbells and barbells and a, and a rig up on a wall and stick a sign up and away we go. Like you could do it in your home garage. But when you start to dig into the actual adulting part of it and the businessy part of it, that's when um, affiliate owners can get into a real mess because they're 
like, oh, that's too hard. I'll put that off to later. I'll deal with that later. And then next minute, you know, there's a shit storm and they're in the middle of it. And because they hadn't lined, thought about all these things up front, like their, you know, insurances and, you know, staff and all that sort of, you know, stuff rather than just going, okay, we're going to do Fran tomorrow. That's going to be amazing. I can program. This is great. Like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, obviously a lot to think about. Um, and the world needs more affiliates. So, like, let's, you know, we can transition the conversation to be like, somebody's like, you know what? Mm. I want to be in possession of an affiliate because I believe in the affiliate model. I like the freedom and creativity to actually be an entrepreneur. I, I'm not the right person just to get a franchise and, like, have all of the steps dictated to me. Like, I have a vision that I want to bring to life. And I think that this is a thing that my passion and my soul are aligned with. So then what comes next? Should you start from scratch? Should you buy one? Mm. And that's that's a good logical next step. We we built from scratch. We chose to deliberately begin at the beginning because for us, a lot of it was born out of having our own specific vision to bring to life, of having a specific mm -hmm. way that we wanted to do the things, a specific way that we thought about the value and benefit of coaching um, and fitness. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. I think... Better and worse ways to do that. Yeah. I mean, I bought an affiliate um, that I was working at as a coach because the owner was disengaged and wanted out. And I'd always wanted to have an affiliate but never thought I could afford to. In my head, it was going to be, you know, a $50,000, you know, process. It was priced so ridiculously for me to take it. And it was my central thing at that point is, I think I can run a pretty good affiliate. I'm going to do a better job than she did. So, you know, I went and gathered up all our pennies and went, let's just figure things out as we go, like literally um, by buying that and going, okay, how do I make it better than what she did rather than start something from zero? Well, ego is a terrible due diligence to run numbers through, right? I mean, and that's yeah. where the whole thing kind of stems from is that generally there's some degree of frustration, whether that be frustration because of motivation and lack of action, frustration because of the current conditions, whatever it is. And so at some point, somebody, you know, it's like, I'm going to, with, with a third of the information, freely assumes that they're going to do it better. And then they walk themselves right into a wasp's nest. And they're like, fuck, I, nobody prepared me for this. And, you know, if there's a personal mission for us with the company is to prepare people for as many variables as possible so that they're uniquely capable. They're able to solve the things that come towards them and they're able to do it in the way that they would like to do it as opposed to just, you know, following somebody's checklist. But the, the thing that I think really is important to note is that when it comes to whether you should buy or whether you should start, you know, it's one, what opportunities are available to you, right? Most people don't even know where to start. And it's not like you can necessarily go door to door, but you probably could with affiliates and ask them and they probably would likely sell you. But even if somebody was like, hell yeah, I'd sell it. Do you know how to put a number on this thing? And do you know how to pursue through all those steps? And so that's kind of why we built like the five steps to acquiring an affiliate sort of course for people in that situation to be like, I would like to do this. Seems like a good idea. I'm in possession of this potential solution. Now, what do I do with my hands? So that's part of it. But the other part of it is on the other side, which is like, I want to start this thing from scratch. There's a million things that you can do to make yourself become more important, right? Like owning mm. any business, I think we'll, we'll probably do that. Uh, owning an affiliate is a truly unique 
opportunity in terms of like the lessons you'll learn, the things you're going to encounter, the, 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 the skills you're going to have to amass to do it. I think for that reason alone should motivate a lot of people to pursue it because it's a masterclass in a lot of things you can't learn really anywhere else. But as it applies to starting your own affiliate, I think the, the, the general sort of indicator of that being the answer is that one, you don't have an opportunity to buy one um, because getting a head start always seems to be a better idea. But two, if you do have that opportunity, do you have the ability to build something unique? And is your why going to be enabled there? Is it going to be impaired there? If you find that you're unable to create the future in the in the place that you'd like in this affiliate space, the only option is to start your own. And like, mm. I mean, there's not like saturation and competition is a problem here. It's just a matter of like, I want to make sure that once you get those doors open and once you've got people there, those people, they're safe. And I don't mean like from injury. I just mean that like, you are going to weather the storm, do the work and be driven by something much larger than self. So that when like push does come to shove, ultimately the, the mission moves on. Mm. And that's, that's the, you know, um, important part is that once you have people under your care, it's like more important than ever that you then continue, you know, fight for that mission. I mean, the good news is, like, to some large degree, it's unfuckupable, right? Because, like, because the the mission innately matters so much, because fitness is truly so good, because, like, doing things like this with people like this is such a win, it will often mm. sort itself out even if you don't, right? Which is why, like, your owner had the ability to step away, pass on something that had, like, probably no small amount of, like, blood, sweat, tears, and love poured into it to at least, like, get it to the stage that you took it over. Mm. So, like, the product solves for a lot of itself. So, like, you know, there there is a lot of opportunity to just start your own thing or you can take something over. But if you don't have, like, a clarified set of visions and values, then, like, you're going to have a bad time because there's so many moving parts because there is at least initially such a steep learning curve and so much complexity like tony's saying like you need to really know what your vision is for the thing and that probably also helps you dictate whether or not you should build or buy and so for us like that was part of why specifically we didn't buy because i had already previously taken on a head coach director of operation position in a gym that i didn't have seniority in and I knew what it was like to try to change like community culture, like philosophy. And like, I was like, mm, man, it's probably just a whole lot easier to like teach the first squat correctly instead of try to fix the 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. And have that comparison to, um, you know, sometimes I know that when I thought about buying the affiliate and I sought out advice from, you know, people who I trusted and, and friends in the industry, um, a lot of the feedback was you're just buying someone else's problems. And well, so hindsight being what it is and like mm. retrospect, like allowing me to have clarity, if I did it again, I would seek an opportunity to buy an affiliate. Mm. Even if it was like you're buying somebody's completely upside down, like shit show disaster of a mess, knowing what the opportunity cost is generally to at least get it to that point. Mm. If I was going into it again, I'll give at least like to move the conversation forward. My two like approaches, I would either buy 
an affiliate, hopefully one that wasn't really struggling a whole lot. It was just an owner that was ready to step into a different season of life and mm -hmm. trally, trala, figure out like financing that was agreeable to everyone, have them manage a transition relationship. Knowing what I know now, I would find a service like our own to also help guide that. And that's been very cool to be a part of is having owners that want to exit, but also being the third party that is objective, that really just wants the best for the affiliate to also help onboard the new people moving in. Because at that mm. point, like, we've got more intimacy and familiarity with the business with anybody besides the owner that's transitioning out. So like yep. buying an affiliate, but having a true transition plan in place, that would be probably my option one. And if I couldn't figure out a situation to make that happen, and it was looking at starting a gym over from the beginning, I would probably read old journal articles a little bit fucking slower and listen to Greg's <laughs> old videos a little bit louder. Mm. And so it would be like, start in your garage with mm. your neighbors until the HOA kicks you out and then get like a storage unit or something sketchy and small and cheap until they're wise to you. And then they like force you to try to legitimize as a business. And that's, mm. that's probably the one thing is, if you are dead set on opening an affiliate and doing it like in a true brick and mortar space with a big initial equipment order and all your flooring and all the merch and all the supplements, that's awesome. Like kudos to you. Cause like been there, done that. It's, it's a very alluring thing. Mm. Budget some fucking coaching into that initial expense piece. I don't care if it's like with us or somebody else, but like, set aside some amount of those dollars that you're going to look at to accumulating knowledge to accumulating like resources and outside perspective like let yourself know that that's a thing that is a necessary part of the game um and it just that that's where the opportunity cost really exists because like if you knew what to do with all that bright shiny awesome shit and also no bad reputation no like bad habits patterns loops bullshit stories trauma shitty clients bad coaches like man you you have the potential to be on a on a fucking on a launch pad with a rocket or mm. it's like a bomb waiting to go off even just you know having that conversation to have with somebody that stops you doing you know having that outside perspective which you guys offer is um you know avoid you doing completely you know dumb things and going yeah i think we're gonna go and buy this one-off unique piece of equipment that like nobody can fucking use it's like well, maybe we can do something else with that you know rather than just going yeah that's what i'm gonna do it's having that outside perspective to go you could but you know is it solving Why? a problem or are you creating one yeah and having that 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 conversation well and like the bigger picture stuff that like tony's talking about like if it begins with a why and you're like, because I want to take part in solving the world's most vexing problem, then it's like, well, how many fucking people in your gym are going to be able to use the jerk blocks at one time, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all coaching is. Coaching is essentially, regardless of what you're coaching, whether that be fitness or business or whatever it is, it's just the ability to collapse time, right? So allows you to go further faster. That's, mm. you know, and it's, not, it's due to some degree of, of experience from the coach, sure, but... It's really just the coach's ability to challenge your perception and in your belief and get you to really think again, which is so profound in new science to be like, maybe I should pursue this with a little bit more data as opposed to a little bit less emotion. But I mean, really where it all comes down to with, with the affiliates is that 
it's just like buying. Well, you, you have the choice, build or buy. And you need to figure out which one you would like to do. But building is no doubt about it the most difficult way to do it, but it's also the most fun. And so like going back to those old journal articles, you know, I think that a lot of people gloss over them or get frustrated with them because they come off as so dismissive and so like, you know, maybe juvenile. They're like, why do you want me to struggle? Why would I start my gym? I've got enough money. I could just start this. The whole reason is that along the way, you're going to encounter some things. And one of those things you're going to encounter is, do I actually even like doing this thing? But there's a big problem that happens when people dump like 250K into a startup into bootstrapping this affiliate. And they're like, I don't even like this thing, but now I got to get my money back. And then the whole decision-making rubric is flawed at that point. So that's why starting there, it's not about you suffering and delayed gratification and, you know, and earning your way to the top. It's about like, before you invest a bunch of money, see if you even like doing the thing when you stand on the mm. other side of the room. Cause like, it seems a lot cooler sometimes when you're in the class to be like, I want to be that guy. Then you get up there. You're like, this is fucking terrible. Nobody even listens to me. Right. Like, and then you're like, yeah. I'm out. So that's kind of one of the, the reasons why it is so important to, to go back there. And then also just to get a coach to just collapse time because the process of, of affiliate ownership could go so far so fast. If, if there was just trusted resources and, Part of the thing you need to be very mindful of is that like, is somebody invested in my pursuit or giving me their pursuit? And that's a very different thing because training and coaching are not the same thing. So somebody's going to, you're going to hire someone to train you how to own an affiliate. Be prepared. You're going to own their affiliate, their version mm-hmm. of it. But, you know, coaching is, is very different. That's why we sought to do it the way that we do it. But as it applies to whether you should buy an affiliate, and this is one of the things that you said is like, it sounds like you're just buying someone else's problems. That's exactly what you're looking for, right? Like if you're, mm. if we're talking about real estate, what I'm looking for in real estate is an opportunity to increase the average value of the, of the unit, right? So I don't want to buy somebody's newly remodeled, nicest house on the street, already been redone. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. And hope that doesn't apply to anybody who bought this. But like <laughs> what you're looking for isn't necessarily a fixer upper, but like, can I add a bedroom on? Can is there room I- for improvement? Right. Hmm. And so generally speaking, the answer is with pretty much every affiliate massively, because very few of them have any degree of cause or why. So culture conversion is a very, very resource intensive thing, right? Like large companies spend billions of dollars trying to convert cultures into like, you know, whatever word salad they want to call it. But in most affiliates, their culture is, is accidental, right? And so We've talked about this enough times in what's versus why's. And if there's not a why, then a what becomes a why. And then usually that's what ends up happening. So taking over those affiliates and then creating a cause and putting a why in place there is so easy to just laser-like focus that that community. It's almost impossible. It's unfuck-upable, right? Mm. And so that's why buying an affiliate is such a great opportunity because it's like, it's like imagine if all of a sudden America was just built and we built every city. But nobody really gave any thought to it. So there's all these opportunities to buy all these buildings and all this real estate that everybody's just like, I built it because it was cool, right? So you got all these, you know, $100,000 road kits built out, all these things. And these gym owners are just like, I thought this was going to be way different. So I would just be happy if you took it over and made me a payment each month. And like, it's yours. (laughs) There's just so many great ways to enter. It's just, it'd be foolish to not even necessarily pursue it. But then when it occurred to us, Oh, nobody knows how to enter that conversation. So that's why mm. we saw the ball, and that's why we created some products to do it and some resources. Cause like 
there is a great opportunity out there, not only to preserve affiliates that are already there, but to give affiliate owners a head start so mm. you can go further faster. Right? Because like we yeah. got a lot of work to do, you know, in terms of solving this world's problem. So I'd much rather you get a better start so you have more opportunity, more capability. Mm. And I think that that's, um, you know, an, a really valuable way to look at it. And, you know, we talk about if you would uh, open and, and do the, the original OG thing and start small and you do learn a, a lot of really important lessons about yourself, but it can be less painful if you have a slightly, uh, I guess, a slightly faster running start and uh, have someone to run the race with you as a pacer rather than uh, figuring it out with a map and being in the middle of the forest by yourself. Well, I think like a, a, a super easy litmus test that like somebody could use to figure out like, you know, should I really like maybe pursue coaching, whether it's getting in, getting out or trying to figure out like where they're at is like, tell us your prices. Mm. Why did you choose those prices? We have yet to, in three years, ever have somebody be like, well, here's my income goal. Here's my expenses. <laughs> here's my desired profit margin. Here's our, like, membership yeah. base. Like, and to walk us through, even at the most foundational level, like, the, the one thing that anybody focuses on before they have awareness brought to their purview by either their own direction or coaches is just, like, number of clients times membership price. It's the same thing that like all the clients do to figure out why the owner should be driving like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. It's the same thing all the coaches do to feel like they're entitled to like $100 a class. It's the same thing that like everybody does initially when they set up to open a gym or take over a gym and they're doing like the mental gymnastics in their head. They're like, if I just had 100 people paying $150, all of my fucking problems would be solved. So regardless of where you're at, should you pursue outside perspective? Where did yeah. your prices come from and why are they the prices that they are? Or if you're going into opening a gym, what are you going to set your prices to and why are you going to set those prices? If you're in a gym and you're like, this is just not fucking working. What did you set your prices at and why did you set those prices? That's a, a great starting point for just anybody to be like, you know what? These guys often say some things that make me laugh. <laughs> They might not be bad to fucking hang out with. Um, and because our, our biggest goal is that we like, we really ultimately we give less shits about like the, the coaches, the owners and the clients. And we do about the affiliate model itself. Cause like that is the thing that changed our own lives. That is the thing that we have seen change the world. And a lot of people, they're so new to the game that they don't remember a world in which CrossFit did not exist. Mm. And so anyway, that's why we're happy to like, dude, anybody that listens, like we will just take one hour to solve one problem. And if you realize you're like, holy shit, I have no idea why my prices are the prices <laughs> that they are. Dude, like, let's that's... talk through it because you will always yeah. run into your own existential crisis as a human, whether you're coming in or going. And that was the other thing that you wanted to talk about is like how identity relates to all of it. But mm. like, Dude, you'll have to figure out the lessons for yourself as a human because that's just part of like the human process and journey. But like regular business lessons, like yeah, don't make it more complicated in your head than just like actually fucking ordering burgers or pizza. Like you can just you can find people that provide a thing that is helpful and beneficial to solving a problem for you in that moment mm. and go about your merry way. If you're hungry for tacos, go get some fucking tacos. If you have no idea where your pricing came from and somebody's like, I will talk to you about that for free for an hour. Yeah. Like, 
Don't be stupid. Maybe that's yeah. the thing, and I'll, I'll end my fucking rant because I know this has run long. But like, <laughs> dude, if you are going to, if you're going to open an affiliate or buy one, man, you better figure out getting your ego out of the way. Yeah. You can do it sooner, you can do it later, but you're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> and one way, one way is easier than the other. Just don't be stupid, and that's it. And like, ego is for sure the enemy. We contextualize mm. that through thrusters and burpees, but dude, it will it will destroy a community, a culture, a gym, an affiliate, a client base, and your own life. Yep. And anyway. so quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that that's been a really valuable discussion um, today, and certainly given people some food for thought. Um. And we do have a link in the show notes if you do want to reach out for a um, one-hour, one-problem uh, call with a uh, a code for podcast if you want to jump on that call with Chuck and Tony for sure. And we'll post some links to some of the resources, Tony, that you spoke about as well um, to help people maybe start the thought process around that decision. But totally agree that we the world needs more affiliates and, you know, I wouldn't have traded one second of my journey um for the seven and a half years the good stuff the ugly stuff um and the stuff in between but just for the lessons and now that i have had a chance to step out of it and reflect on that you know the lessons and the um the skill set that allow you to do things you never thought you would do um you can't you can't put a price on that let alone the lives you get you're privileged to be able to touch so you know, there's so much power in it, whichever way you decide to do it. I think that that's definitely a, it's a powerful uh, project to undertake for sure. Sure. Yeah. Any last thoughts, Tony? Nope. I mean, the nope. opportunity cost is never going to get cheaper. So it's always, that's always the conversation with anybody who's drawn and driven to the idea of affiliate ownership. And so it's usually one of those things where it's like, Listen, you're going to do it at some point, so you might as well do it now. Money's never going to be cheaper. The opportunity's never going to be cheaper. Your life's going to get more complex. And and so the opportunity cost is never going to be as good as it is now, so you might as well leap. But the other thing that I think is important, too, is kind of the overreaching conversation. This is that, like, stop trying to make it complicated to make yourself important. Boring businesses are better businesses. And the number one thing that goes wrong in every affiliate is what we call the ceiling of complexity. Everybody tries to make it as complex as possible because that pads their ego and they, they have things to do. But like affiliates are boring businesses. You got good baked in recurring revenue. You've got dedicated clients who are working on big picture goals. They're going to be with you long term. You've got a cause and a why and a mission that's going to guarantee that they plus your team is on board for the long term. Like it is very easy. It only happens goals. You don't have like like fuck imagine having a restaurant like food waste like yeah. you're mad about chalk like every yeah. other person's <laughs> like bitch give me some magnesium carbonate as a problem yeah right? and, and you sell a product that the entire world is aware of right like if you try to create a widget you got to make the world aware why they need a widget but there's not a single person on the planet who's not aware that like they could use some more fitness in their life so it's like it's not a difficult business it only gets complex because you make it complex and you've got to get it back to being boring. And I think that maybe a lot of people need to have permission to be like, dude, make this thing as boring as possible. Complexity does not in any way signify your, your importance, right? So it's mm. like, you don't need to come home and be like, I did long division today, honey. Everybody's <laughs> like, why did you even do that, right? So, but like, mm. that's just the nature of the beast is that like, 
sometimes when it goes really right, you're like, this is kind of boring. That must be a bad thing because business should be hard. No, it's should be pretty easy. Stick to it. Don't well, break it on purpose. Like, you know, yeah, pass it through the lens of your why. And if you're in an affiliate or you own an affiliate, you're just listening to this and you're like, man, it feels like my business, my life have gotten like really messy and complicated. And be like, well, what is your like big why? Why did this thing have to exist? And if it was closer to, you know, eradicating obesity or something that like really was your community's health at scale, please explain to us and justify to us a weightlifting class, a gymnastics class, a competitor's class, like <laughs> a yeah. nine tier pricing model with grandfathered rates and yeah. a four part workout with double strength plus <laughs> bonus Metcon. Like, dude, make it simple. Cause that's how you change the world. And I think that's, that's a perfect note to end on. Make it stupid because that's how you change the Keep world. Keep it simple. It already started simple. Don't make yeah. it hard for the sake of making it hard. Yeah. Well, you know, as I've heard a million times from you guys in, in my coaching journey with you, is it a problem or are you making it one? Don't make problems for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for the chat. Really good insights. And we'll drop some information in the show notes too. Um, but again, Highly recommend if you have questions, jump on a call with Chuck and Tony. It's an hour that will potentially change the trajectory of your business and, and life as well. If you so want we'll, even just record it as a podcast, like if you yep. super don't care about exploring your stuff, like we're also happy to just, I don't know, serve you guys. We love you guys. You do the most important thing in the whole wide world. Perfect. Anyway. All right. We'll see you on the next one, gentlemen. Bye. Bye. Thank you, my friend, for listening to the Fitfiliate podcast. If you would be interested in hopping on a free call with us to just kind of chat about what you think your problems are and what you think the gap is between where you're at and where you want to go, we can see if maybe we can help you along that journey, figure out if we're all a good fit to do some sweet things together. So click the link, set up a consult. Let's help you identify some problems that we can mutually solve.